0: Everybody, welcome to the 50th episode. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, episode here for the Games for Life Podcast. Uh, I am one of yours. Drill with me is my co host, right hand man, ABXY Arthur. What is up, man? Happy 50th. Yep, that's me playing with a party. <laughs> no idea what these are called. Uh, I, yeah, uh, you've, you've got me beat. I'm not sure. Myself. Party poofer. <laughs> <There>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no uh i'm doing really good man yeah, uh man. i definitely talked your head off <sighs> sorry you know I me. Mean? graveyard sleep woke up i oh, think the sun's the sun just went down oh, and i woke up an hour ago yeah that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how i live <laughs> yeah man um uh, but i'll talk your head off you know while we're setting up uh because i went to my first fucking football game and i picked a hell of a game to go to uh i, I went to the you know, I live here in Southern California. Mm. Uh, the Ram season opener at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. And holy shit! If anybody lives in Southern California, whether it's for a sporting event, a a, a a concert, anything, you need to fucking go to SoFi. Yeah. So Joel knows it. He calls me. He calls it. What do you go? The Snapple. What do you call it?
0: Oh, Snapple Cap fact, uh, yeah. Arthur. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm just full of little fun facts. Uh, I didn't, and then this is one worth mentioning, especially if you live into the California. Mm-hmm. Um, SoFi Stadium is the most expensive and modern stadium in the world, mm-hmm. at five billion dollars. And the reason I don't entirely hate it is the um, the owner of the team and SoFi. He actually fronted a lot of money because mm-hmm. we we're talking about we were talking about this. I think like after our last game, after last game, after our last episode, how like if the contract is done wrong, which there usually are, stadiums yeah. kind of stadiums financially really fuck over a city. Right. Like the whole Brook like the whole Brooklyn Nets situation. Right. Yeah, like that that got fucked over, but dude, ah, oh, such a fun game on you know, the the Rams won 34-14. It was a debut with a new quarterback, uh, Stafford, we got from Detroit. Mm. Um just an awesome experience. That's my getting like, into so one that was my first football game. I've been to other games in hockey, a few baseball. I've been to three different baseball stadiums, um, the Coliseum, the Pond, the Dodgers just Angels Stadium, uh, previously at t Park, now Oracle, where the Champions League Giants play, and just everything, oh, just so, it was just so fucking fun, dude, I was telling you, like, you know, I was talking your head off, because I yeah, you know, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole of, like, interviews and post-game shot, post-game talks, and how, like, not only are the Rams, propo- like, position to be a really good potential Super Bowl team this year, but, like... I'm, I'm fucking hooked, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait to go back to the next game. Yeah. Uh, next home game is against the Buccaneers. I can't go because of work shit, but yeah. I need to go back. Like again, yeah. that's the, like my thing. My, my thing coming into going to that game was even if the Rams lost, um, I would have had fun because you know because I, I can say I've been to <laughs> the most modern stadium on the planet. Right. And it really is that it's that jumbotron thing. First of all, is a full circle like an oval. Um, rather than a square, like you see it, like Madison, like Madison square garden. Um, so not only is it the largest like sports arena TV, it's also the clearest, like with highest resolution and pixels and shit. It's fucking crystal clear, man. Nice. It's awesome. I need, I need to go back. I got hooked. The roar of the crowd, like most stadiums, it's built kind of concavish. So it's high steep. So what that means is no matter where you sit, your views going to be good. And also when the crowd cheers, it gets loud as fuck. Yeah. It's awesome nice so that's great man and plus i bought my first hat that fucking fits <laughs> uh, drill knows and all my friends know i don't i can't i don't wear hats not because i don't like them just i can't like my head's too big in fact remember last time when we came back from the bye week i said how we went to disneyland mm-hmm. How i went to disneyland and i bought a hat there but that was just mainly i bought a bucket hat mainly just to make sure my myself does become a literal runneck and just get sunburnt in the back of my head. Now that especially now that my hair is super short, it's like buzz cut. Mm. Um that had to fit and then I w- I was like fucking mean, I was like, oh I'm gonna get a Rams hat it won't fit. They're like we have different sizes, I'm like, oh cool. And turns out I'm an extra large <laughs>
0: Right. Right. <laughs> yeah man, I'm glad you got the the full football experience there. And then as far as video game experience, welcome, welcome to the Gamers for Life Podcast. Yes. Uh, video here, 50th episode. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe the channel uh, here on the YouTube. Uh, There aren't 50 video episodes because we just started this video thing. Uh, What was it? Seven, eight episodes ago. Uh, But we'll continue to keep them coming as much as we can. Uh, If you want to check out the Twitch channel for Gamers for Life that Arthur manages Mm -hmm. uh, and then just anything related to Gamers for Life, uh, the best way to do that is to go to linktree.com forward slash Gamers for Life. That is the one-stop shop uh, link for is for life but yeah be sure to like and subscribe to youtube definitely would appreciate it uh and uh you're in for a treat because there's just great fucking content here on the Game for Life podcast and again arthur 50th episode yeah how does it feel 50 episodes in on a podcast
1: fun <laughs> um and also definitely but i think i think covid covid was a contributor to this as well yeah time flew by
0: time really did fly by
1: i'm still under the thing of like i'm in the category of like Hey, remember how crazy the COVID lockdowns were in 2020? Yeah, well, guess what? 2022 is in three months away. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I'm in that category, rock. Right? I'm still getting over 2020 uh, with all the changes that happened there. Yeah. I, and, you know, so I just really can again, I just really haven't wrapped my head around that 2020 is in three months. So, again, time flew by. Super fun. And man, did we pick a perfect time <laughs> you really to, did. Do, to do gaming shit, not only with like, the launch of neck of new consoles coming out generation of consoles. But again, the fact that as we discussed, you know, gaming shocker from the studies we've talked about keeps people, you know, healthy and sane. Yeah. Kept the country sane during fucking COVID. (laughs) Seriously.
0: It literally did. Yeah. It's crazy, man, because I've done like with all the podcasts that I've done, I've, I've done like over 128 episodes of podcasting and Mm. obviously 50 of them have been here. You know, but yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, video games you know it's funny some way shape or form, you know uh politicians or other people they tr- they they try to you know put a bad spin on it, but it, it generated an uh you know more than any other medium combined on the twenty twenty yeah you know, so finally the thing they are five star just saying like you know what um let's uh let's give this gaming thing a chance
1: <laughs> yeah, I know I feel like within like I feel like just now it's I feel like the stigma's still there. But I feel like the running joke stigma of like the average gamer is like some adult man child living in his mom's basement. <laughs> now mind you, I say that as a man child. I fucking yeah. live and breathe T V movie quotes. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but but again, I feel like that collective stigma of oh you're you're an adult and you play games. Uh really? I think that's slowly going the wayside with it yeah. becoming more mainstream um between fucking you know fucking the president playing mario kart um yeah aoc uh you know jump aoc trying us. twitch playing among us yeah and also mainly you know movies you know movies and shows you know we mentioned how like there's a lot of new gamer movies with monster hunter uh the you know, monster hunter and then there was you know fucking sonic and all these shows like remember like netflix had like netflix is like netflix is next Action plan is like Almost entirely around games you Yeah know, They saw the success They saw the success Of the Witcher Series with Henry Cavill They've seen Now the success Of the animated The animated movie That came out Um And then just How many game things Are dropping now or Are going to drop soon Like this animated Monster Hunter movie I just watched um You know And all this Again like all these Other things You know Including you know We'll talk about it more uh, but, You know like Last of Us is still coming Tom Holland still Tom Holland's going to play young Nathan Drake and Uncharted. So yeah, I think yeah. so So again, I think that's a big picture, being like an adult gamer. That stigma slowly like comics because comics had that same stigma Yeah. of like oh you want it you don't want to go and party tonight No, I'm reading comics the fucking luther <laughs> <laughs> now saying you know ten years later oh my god Avengers is amazing yeah no shit where the fuck you been
0: right yeah no, <laughs> yeah no it's,
1: it's not it's, not yeah not to be angsty but again like, you know, it's like you know stuff we knew
0: yeah you yeah, know it's it, and I like what you said as far as like the the stigma of games not being just for like the you know your 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 stereotypical nerd, you know, living with their mom, and 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 it being like a it being a derogatory thing where you know yeah. games are literally for everyone, you know, and I even remember just like GameStop you know uh the some of the old school midnight launches you know back in the day where you had like families like you oh, know yeah. waiting in line for like the you know their favorite games and stuff like that and like the whole family plays like i remember like i was he's like yeah well, there's was an xbox in every room in the house you know just mm-hmm. like stuff like that and it being it's like it's not just like one person playing like this is a culture like this is a culture mm-hmm. and like it of literally all ages cuz there's literally all types of games. Like I love narrative games. Yep, you're big on RPGs and stuff like that. Um, you know, so it's just like it's you know I I I love this. I don't know what I would I wouldn't even be the same person if I didn't play games growing up.
1: Oh hell yeah. Um, um you know, speaking of you know like speaking of the Rams and stuff. Um, you know, as much as I shit on the lottery system in sports games, but again, sports games, that's another sports games are a huge family thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, you know, you and I, you know, you and I were there at the midnight midnight launches. We had multiple, we had multiple families like mother, like, you know, parent, like parents and their kids like show up in jerseys, um, and come out every year. I remember, uh, my landlord two apartments ago, I, I technically knew her and her family before she became my landlord. (laughs) Uh, because, because I remember I had this one family that were like diehard Rams fans and they would come out like full gear for every midnight launch as if it was, as if, you know, as if, you know, we're at a, as if we're at a game, mm. they would come out, you know, they'd come out in the jerseys. The dad would have like, the dad would have like face paint. The kid will be, his son will be in like, again, full Jersey, the hat, everything. And fast forward, fast forward, like two years, I'm like applying for a new apartment and all of a sudden I'm like that guy, the dad, he's like, give me a tour of the apartment. I'm just like. I know you, and he's like, <laughs> and he's funny because he's like, he he said he, he's like, oh, I do not want to make it weird. I recognize you the second I met you. You're a GameStop guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm GameStop guy. <laughs> so, so again, so you met, you know, it's again, it's you know, as much as I, you know, shit on some of the mechanics and lottery things with the family games. Again, it's like a again, that's a family thing. It's community. It's a community thing. Um, it's gaming is just it's gaming is much. It's like any hobbyist, you can say like gaming is just more much more than a hobby. Or from our entertainment, yeah, it's so much more.
0: No, I had a I had a moment like that too. Uh, I was in Compton with Julie, because we were trying to get the registration stuff figured out. And uh walking to the uh, we're walking to the parking lot and this car drives and like stops in front of us, and the guy on the passenger side is like, Hey, I know you, GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when I was working at the downtown yeah. store with you. And I was like, Oh,
1: hey, man. You know, I was like, Oh man, I'm glad I was nice to that guy. <laughs> Dude, on a side note, I don't know about you, but I've been recognized I've been to this day, I've been recognized so much as GameStop guy. Really? So much. Yeah. I don't know. It just white guy working down. the <laughs> <laughs> But no, but like, even like for years, like years after until the getting to the day I left GameStop, you know, uh, again, I'll be like getting a beer or something or like, um, I went to Roscoe's like a few years back and same mm. shit. Like the waiter was like, I know you <laughs> GameStop. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and as much as I love the convenience of digital downloads, I can't, I can't not be nostalgic and remember like the quote unquote, the golden era for for midnight launches. Cause it was like a full out fucking event, man.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, like the, the Madden thing that you were just talking about. I remember one of the guys, he was like getting like his strategy guide and he was just talking so much shit about the Dallas Cowboys. And he like had like, he nearly had me and like the person I was working with in tears. Like he was just so funny. Um, you know, but yeah, man, there's a lot of really good moments. I remember, uh, I was the, I was running the Gears of War three launch back in the day. Mm. Um, uh, the injustice, I remember that happened. And, uh, our, our former uh, coworker, Amanda, she, she was like hit on, but then like, she ended up playing with the guy like on uh, Xbox Live but just like disconnected because he was so bad
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like dude qu- fucking rage quit
0: <laughs> yeah she was like she's like I'm not fucking with you bro. you're not even a good gamer yeah <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. Qualifications like, oh, you want to go yeah. next Friday? Oh, uh, I just fucking <laughs> four and owed you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, Call of Duty. I remember the Call of Duty launch. Dude, yeah. You know, I, and again, I, you know, again, we mentioned how you know, like, gaming is, you know, it's a community, it's a culture. Mm. I remember how big it was when Xbox for years researched and dropped that. I think it's called the, the, the innovative. I forget what's called The innovative controller. Mm. It's the one that's meant for like, like physical like handicaps or like, you know, capabilities yeah. yeah that, you know, whether you're in a kid or adult and it was really, and it was, and if you haven't seen the commercial, I really high, highly recommend watching it. Cause there are, you know, there's like, it's like kids that get injured, you know, or, you know, or, or they have like a birth defect yeah. and they finally get to do, get to do, they, they finally get to join their friends and playing all these games. Thanks to that, to that Xbox, you know, to that Xbox controller and others yeah. li- and others like it. And again, that just shows, you know, that just shows like how much, Again, gaming is the point gaming is a to people, you know, as a, you know, as a medium, as a medium of art, I'll, I'll always be the first one to say, I remember, you know, like I said, I remember playing a video game kingdom hearts in high school. And that was when I realized gaming is in terms of storytelling, of immersion, of reaction, uh, of emotion, of emotionary reactions. Video gaming can be on par, if not better than any movie or any movie or comic or anything.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was funny. I I would always talk about this with my uh, with my game advisor as far as just like the the amount that you get out of the game. You know, back in the day when it was sixty bucks, as far as like hundreds of hours versus paying. 15 for two hours you know or if that you know in a movie is like there's so much value when a game is good obviously but there's so much value you know yeah you know buying games and and you know especially those games that have such like replay value and just a lot of content a lot of hours
1: yeah you know you like you know it's it's like if you watch a standalone movie that's not really based off anything which is rare nowadays which is rare (laughs) which is rare in hollywood nowadays (laughs) or has it been for like the past two decades um but, you know, it's like you get attached to these characters And arguably for an hour and a half Anywhere from anywhere from an hour and a half To two to three hours Okay, well imagine you can attach these characters for like 30 hours, 100 hours, 200 hours Yeah And so when the story finishes Or like there's a death in the game You're like, oh my fucking god Like <laughs> okay, I still remember Like I say, I still remember playing Kingdom Hearts 2 Sorry, spoiler for like a 15 year old fucking game But there's a point in the game There's a point in the game where like you th- Where it's like Goofy like died Mm-hmm. again you know just as a fan of disney you're like fucking goofy dying and then like you know again then it, and again that was one of the few times where you, where you can tell the developers knew the reaction what the reaction of the gamer would be
0: tear jerker tear, <laughs> tear
1: jerker and anger because that's yeah. why like you're like i want to fuck shit up and like next mission you're like okay go kill a thousand enemies you're like yeah let's go <laughs> and it, was, it just it's just like you know it was, one of the, it was one of those examples where the reaction you want to have is, is the, re- the reaction you want to have to this character situation it's exactly what the game gave you right it's so and again there's so many games i could do that
0: yeah definitely definitely uh, so here on the Gamers for Life podcast, uh, we read the news the way you can watch or listen to what you choose by clicking on the links of the time codes within the description of every episode. Uh, today's going to be a little different because one's 50th anniversary, so a lot of us just, you know, shoot the shit, talk about games. There's a couple of news items here we can talk about here today, hmm. uh, but this is not a normal episode where it's jam-packed, and also it's a slow news week as well.
1: Yeah, slow news week, and we just want to take this episode, take this opportunity, to like you can, like shoot the shit. Yeah. Just go and... You know, keep it loosey goosey. Cheers to fifty more! Yeah,
0: <laughs> keep it keep it rolling. So. Fuck yeah! Uh, so, I guess just to kick off, you know, I know we talked about PlayStation, uh, and then obviously, you know, it's a good uh, carryover from last week uh, since you know the Sony did have their best uh, uh, showcase in quite some time, uh, especially with you know you saying the words like "oh fuck," like kind of want to buy a PS Five, especially after seeing that that co tour. Uh, limited, uh, limited uh, exclus exclusivity for PlayStation, but obviously, uh, definitely one of the biggest uh, games for PS5, uh, yeah. came out. Uh, I want to say this past, this past early, pa- early this past week or mm. last week or whatever it may have been.
1: Yeah, it was a mix because there was like a lot. You know, like like you, I was watching a lot of early stuff, and I'm like. Mm. But it was like early, but it was like posted five days ago. Right. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, I was like, early oh, it's game- out, right? early yeah. gameplay posted two weeks ago. Oh, uh, so wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so but yeah, I mean, I mean, I was hearing quite a bit of. I don't have an article to revert oh, to, but that's my phone. Sorry, um, but I know in general, like, uh, there's a lot. There's at least from a console perspective for the PS5, uh, a lot of really good reviews. I'm, I'm even hearing people say, you know, this is actually the first game or first game in a while worth really getting. For the console because i know before that there was returnal mm. uh which was a really you know good one to have there's one other one but it's still slim piggins as far as like co- games that oh Ratchet and clank was, uh, another one yeah. uh but um you know i know it's pretty slim piggins still when it comes to the playstation 5 and you know like reasons to have it like and and it's funny because like watching that showcase it's like fuck like kotor is absolutely one of those games where it's like i will buy a console for that
1: again i, you know? I immediately fucking googled is this exclusive and if so <laughs> i'm buying a fucking ps5 right um and then and with death with death with with death loop real quick at least for consoles especially ps5 yeah um i got the article from game rant here um to kind of kind of summed up one of their opening sentences is it's being widely considered as a possible game of the year contender wow um so the yeah, death loops getting raving reviews And one cool thing, story I want to talk about, especially with game with uh, Deathloop, is there's something happening on the PC right now where even though for console wise, and it's it's really funny because it's usually the other way around, (laughs) right? But um, you know for again for console PS5 being being it's already being labeled a contender for for Game of the Year, um, it's being review bombed uh, by PC users, Mm. um, but not entirely because of the game itself it's just because it uses a program called denuvo d-e-n-u-v-o and denuvo um kind of like kind of like put on my draw hat here uh reading from the article denuvo is an anti-tamper software that has faced criticism for its effect on performance mm. um i'll just keep it like because that's kind of tumbled tied up so it's it's all you can't like super hack or mod the game and but these fucking programs like that Especially Denova, I think, is one of the leading ones. Again, it's known for its performance, where it's you know drop in fr- frame rate, you know, its processing overall stuff like that. So, PC gamers are not happy because that program is definitely known, um, at least significantly within the P- within the PC gaming community. So, oh, yeah. it's just weird. It's just weird to see again in the literal same sentence to see how it's being quote labeled potential game of the year for PS5 yet at the same time being review bombed for, fuck, for PC.
0: For PC, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at it here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know why the fuck uh, they would have a software like that, if, especially, or continue to have it on there, especially if it's going to Affect the performance of the PC, you know, version of the game, you know. So I'm wondering if this, like, whose decision was this? Was this a Steam decision? Was this a, um,
1: Arcane decision? Like, I think it might be Arcane, uh-huh. the developer itself, because so here's here's the reason why this exists. Because if you're mentally picturing Deathloop as a single player, um, you know, kind of futuristic style of, fuck, they what was their game? What the <laughs> dishonored? Dishonored. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Tell you, if you're thinking like futuristic version, <clears throat> of Dishonored one or two, mm. you're not wrong. But remember, the reason this software exists is because there is a PvP aspect to the game. There is a multi. There is a there is a multiplayer to the game, and where other games like fucking you know Call of Duty are fucking notorious for hacking and bullshit, um, just because kind of like as a precursor. Or like a, a a preactive step to kind of deter that, mm. um, you know, so people again don't tamper with the source code and shit and do all this crazy stupid online hacking. Yeah, that's why that's there.
0: Uh, let me read a little more here. Uh, Go ahead. I pulled it up. Uh, so it continues here in quotes. Says this is not the first time users have complained about the performance issues for a game developed by Arcane Studios as the PC version of Dishonored 2 was notorious for having problems on launch. Dishonored 2 was patched numerous times over the course of its life cycle, and it's disappointing to learn that users are facing problems in yet another game remade by the same studio. Uh, Being flooded by negative reviews is not an uncommon outcome for such situations, especially when the complaints against Denuvo uh, have been well documented. Uh, Denuvo is also compatible with PS5, but its effect on performance for PS5 games remains to be seen. Uh, It says, even before the issues came to light, The release of Deathloop has uh, been a heated topic of discussion, given the nature of the exclusivity deal. Deathloop is a time PS5 and PC exclusive till September 2022, despite the fact that Microsoft is now uh, that Microsoft now owns Arcane Studios. Uh, as the exclusivity deal was announced before Microsoft's purchase of Bethesda, consumers wanted to play Xbox version have no option but to wait. Uh, on the brighter side, fans can hope that these issues are rectified when Deathloop launches on Xbox Game Pass for PC in September of next year. End quote. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit, it's kind of on this topic and kind of not. I'm still hearing, I'm hearing people complain about this console tribalism, but I think it's in the wrong way, right? So the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of people that were really giving Sony crap for the uh, timed exclusivity for the Knights of the Republic remake. Right. Yeah. But part of me is like, bro, Microsoft bought fucking Bethesda, and Starfield is not coming on PlayStation. I'm like, wh- ever? Yeah, like ever. You know what I mean? So it's just like this is these are the times we were living in where, you know, we we had this conversation a couple of different episodes as far as like there is a there is a monopoly on these different developers and studios to really cater to these consoles. You know, like it's just it's a, it's unfortunately it's a reality that we have to face. You know, and for PlayStation, they're nowhere near on that type of tra- uh, trajectory of having those uh, those deals because all of their exclusive uh, exclusivity deals right now are timed, at least for these. You know, obviously, Ratchet and Clank, we should never see that on a fucking Xbox console. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, when it comes to games like this, it's like all they can do, at least for now, until otherwise, is these. You know, these time exclusives, I did hear, obviously, the Spider-Man game for two, that is exclusive on PlayStation, and the Wolverine game, exclusive on PlayStation. Oh. So, not coming to Xbox, and um, I'm hearing some more things, too, on that Wolverine. It's going to be pretty dope. I'm hearing, I don't know if it's true, but David Hader, who voiced Mel Gear Solid yeah. from Snake, I hear he's going to voice Wolverine.
1: That'll be a good voice. I'm going to shit my pants, bro, if that's <laughs> the
0: case, because that's my favorite game of all time, Mel Gear Solid, especially with David Hader, so... Uh, but, but back to this, you know, as far as the exclusivity stuff, you know, people being like, man, you know, I was like, look, guys, like Xbox, there there's rumors uh, online now of them having another big acquisition, and I don't know who else they bought, but um, this is kind of the times we're living in, man, as far as this exclusivity, you know, and I, I know it sucks for those people that want to buy both, and you know financially they just can't afford to do so and they have to pick and choose unless they're doing like a game pass pc thing and you know one of the consoles to choose um yeah it's just kind of what we have to deal with unfortunately
1: so there's a there's a few things i take from the article especially what you just said mm. so first thing the fact that this game is exclusively timed for a year Makes me very nervous for Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> because remember our last episode we were talking about like yeah time exclusive for three months also I'm like oh Deathloops to exclusive for a year a fucking year. Uh, dude if natural yeah. republic is time for a year i'm buying a ps5 <laughs> I, I i don't blame you bro because i thought i for
0: I, I thought it was going to be you know the standard 90 days or whatever it yeah. is you know so if it's going to be a year i mean that's a lot of
1: fucking time. what was the last game we talked about remember there was one game we talked about when preston was here <laughs> where it had a timed exclusive for 24 hours
0: oh you know what's funny i thought i think we were talking about death loop but but i didn't i knew the release date was the same day of like it being an exclusive or something, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I think they adjusted it because uh, we really they, didn't know when it they was. Didn't, gonna...
1: Yeah, they didn't put the year
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Whoever typed exactly. It,
1: whoever typed that article stopped at the date,
0: <laughs> so it was, was like, like, like the game launches.
1: Let's say the game launches like September fifteenth, and all of a sudden it was like time exclusive until September fifteenth. Um okay <laughs> enjoy those enjoy those precious few hours PS5 players Ew. um okay so the other th- okay so one thing again a few things I got from this article or especially the end tail end of it there yeah was me now being worried of how long Nacho public will be time declusive mm-hmm. the second thing with the oh I was down my party hat no worries um is this uh, this once again just shows, Anyway, this is technically a Bethesda game. The, the days of us, the days of consumers, including um, PC users, which is weird because, again, this is a Bethesda launch, and has, has to deal with P- PC. This just shows the the collective community and your, your consumer basis, outs, again, collectively, is over the whole thing of making a semi-working game at launch and fixing it as it goes. Yeah, which again, Bethesda is arguably now again. You know, Cyberpunk was a fail, but whereas uh, Cyberpunk, I would, argue, I would argue Cyberpunk as an exception to that developer to CD Project Red, whereas Bethesda is a, a consistent a consistent company that does that. It just releases buggy as shit games, fixes as it goes, or even doesn't even fix and just lets it lets the bugs fly because because for years up until recently. The game gaming community and consumers have been a, a quote unquote okay with the bugs. We're like, yeah, right. well, it has bugs. What are you gonna say? It's a Bethesda game, but again, now it's like, no, like make it fucking work. Right. Which again, so again, so seeing this connecting it connecting it to the Starfield, again, this is a precursor for what we're gonna see, especially with Bethesda games of the, of once again, Bethesda's days of making of making games that do not work at launch. And fixing as time goes on, those days are gone. Yeah, I so mean, it, I'm, I'm, look, I'm sorry so I'm, I'm like, I'm nervous about Starfield.
0: I mean, I think you're rightfully so, right? Um, especially with uh, the track record that you know Todd Howard and Bethesda's put us through. Uh, obviously, we we've had that conversation time and time again, but still relevant as far as for Starfield. I have high hopes for Starfield, but. I absolutely am nervous as well, mm. um, you know, and the the thing about it is I feel like for Starfield, even though we knew that um, it's coming out before Elder Scrolls 6 uh, and it's like 20 years in the making or some shit. Um, usually we've had this conversation as far as like that's not a good thing, you not, know. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like a, you know the whole Last Guardian thing as far as oh, ten years in the making, and then the game came out and it looked like it's been made over the the course of ten years. Last
1: Guardian, no man. Last Guardian, No Man's Sky, yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, the 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 previous positive phrase of "in the making for X years" is now like oh no, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So. Rightfully so, man. We'll just have to see what happens. Um, you know, hopefully they can uh, kind of reconcile those things. And, and uh, Phil Spencer, you know, I know he's been doing a really good job letting, uh, letting everybody know, you know, uh, updates on the games and whatnot, you know, not, not even really needing to as well. Uh, he's done a really good job with that. So um, we'll just have to see what happens with some of these other Bethesda titles.
1: Will you play? would you play uh, Deathloop when it comes out for Xbox? It's
0: a good question because uh, originally I would just play it on PC, uh, but rephrase that
1: <laughs> after hearing after reading I mean, this, I was like, Let me rephrase that. Okay, okay, yeah, I guess it's fair to my point now. Because it's, like,
0: it's going to be on Game Pass PC, which is probably going to be better than Steam PC. So yeah. if I do play it, it's probably going to be Game Pass PC.
1: Yeah, I think Deathloop is to me like one of those games where like. I'm gonna play it, but what push what's gonna push me over the edge to play it is I was on Game Pass. Mm. Like put it this way, um, I'm not saying Death looks bad. I'm just saying, hey, would you pay seventy dollars? Would you pay seventy dollars to play Death Loop? No. Yeah. Would you play if I was on Game Pass? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that's kind of how it's. Like honestly, that's kind of how I am with like Back for Blood. Like, if if it wasn't a game pass, I probably wouldn't play it just because you know it's a multiplayer game. You know, like it like, it, it it shines the best on multiplayer. So like, if I'm not mm-hmm. playing with you and like our you know the folks that we play with, like there's, there's really no point. No, yeah, there's no point. You know, it's yeah. it's it's uh yeah. There's a lot of games that are you know that have come out that have been like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so staying on PlayStation and staying uh, on Game Rant. Yes, it's the on Game Rant. Uh, Shout out to Gamerant, by the way. Um, uh, Interesting article here that they have as well. It says here in the uh, title of the article, Cory Barlog explains why God of War Ragnarok is ending the Norse story after just two games. It says here God of War Ragnarok uh, in the subtitles, God of War War, Ragnarok was recently announced uh, to be the end of the series Norse story. It's former director uh, Cory Barlog explains why. Uh, it says here, just after just after, after just two games, God of War: Ragnarok is including the Norse story. In an interview, God of War's director Corey Barlog explains the decision to wrap the story up in the God of War: Ragnarok. Uh, since Ragnarok's showing at PlayStation Showcase in 2021, fans have been speculating about all new content that was shown and discussed, from the uh, litany of new characters, glimpses of the new locations, and teas of potential conflicts. There are a variety of threads here waiting to be analyzed. No thread is larger, though, than the bombshell that God over Rock will be ending the Norse saga, which was delivered by the game's director, Eric Williams, following the PlayStation Showcase. Naturally, this has been sparked questions about just where the game's narrative is going and why this part of the story is being told in two parts instead of a trilogy. Uh, Corey Barlow in an interview with uh, Captain Kuba... Uh, explains the decision to end the north saga of God of War Ragnarok. Uh, when asked why they're ending the story just after two games, Brock, uh responds saying, I think one of the most important reasons is the first game took five years. The second game, uh, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm just going to throw out that it's going to take a close to similar time. With this figure in mind, Barlog conjectures that if it's a story that was told across three games, it would mean 15 years of the single story, and for Barlog, that is just way too long. To the dismay of the entertainment fans, Barlog has been cryptic with information about Raton Rock in the past, of so the directness of his answers. Here is a change, a nice change of pace. Uh, Following the initial response, Barlog elaborates on the decision, speaking about the intent of God of War's story and the state of his team. After figuring out what uh, Eric's vision of the game was, Barlog recalls his thought process saying, look, I think we can actually do this in the second story because most of what we're trying to do from the beginning was to tell something about Kratos and Artreus. Um... Uh, and the core of the story's engine is really relationship between those two characters. Uh, rather than the spread out of the personal story between Kratos and Atreus throughout the th- across three games, Barlog, though, can be done in two. Uh, I'm just gonna end in there. See, I feel like there's a logical reason, but then there's the business mind reason. Okay, so from a logical standpoint, e- yes, this could be told in a much shorter time span. But when it comes to a game that is one of the biggest IPs of PlayStation exclusive, mm-hmm. I'm surprised Jim Ryan didn't call and say, like,
1: who are you to say that this ends early? You know what I'm saying? Like, Which would have been probably Jim Ryan's like, only good decision recently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... I understand the logic behind it as far as like, like this is taking a, a, an, an exuberant amount of
1: time, like 15 years for one linear story or not yeah. linear, but 15, 15 years for one continued continuing story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, maybe not exuberant, but just a long period of time. And like you said, you know, and that the fact that it could be wrapped up, but, I feel like there's, there's a meat between creative control and then the Nintendo theory as far as just stretching out titles, remaking them, expanding them. And granted, they may not have uh, deep stories like this, you know, or authentic stories like this mm-hmm. versus just characters. And, you know, it's a new environment. Go play it. Go have fun. But I feel like to just end the story in two games. Okay. Does that mean there's no more God of War after this?
1: Cause yeah, they, cause see, they, cause my yeah, my question yeah, like you, my question came of like okay, well, is is this the end of the saga? Mm. What you know is this the of, is this but, quote unquote, the end of God, God of War? Where do we see the future of God of War? Um, now, mind you, going back to the original original announcement that that this was going to exist, you know, I lost my shit over it because to a point we thought the, you know the, the saga, Kratos' story, ended with God of War three. You know it was ambiguous you know he falls into oblivion, um but spoiler with this game existing, he didn't die sorry if <laughs> <laughs> me talking about a sequel to a game's a fucking spoiler for two games ago <laughs> um, it's like God War five exists. oh do mean he didn't die in part three no uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know yeah I mean when he when he says like fifteen years like one story, I'm like, okay, I kind of get that that's like Half as live as half as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Um. But I have a tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hat conspiracy theory Ooh. I think the reason why this is ending with this next game, hmm. um, is because Fat Thor will be too tired. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: he only has one game in him. <laughs> Fat
1: Fat Thor just wakes up. I can only do this once, guys. It's
0: That's hilarious. I can't do this twice. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious.
1: Now, mind you, if you haven't seen it, it wasn't shown in the trailer. But after the trailer, uh, pictures online posted from Sony or somebody showed what Thor was gonna look like. Um, and it's not Crimson, it's not Chris Hemsworth from the first Avengers. It's it's like a crim's like uh, Chris Hemsworth like in uh, Endgame. Right,
0: right. <laughs> which is he's really representing do, the do, gamer.
1: Do you, know, you know what flows <laughs> through my blood? Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
0: funny. Cause I kind of fuck with the design too, as far as like him being a, just a bigger dude, but it doesn't mean he's not like not any less stronger. You know? Oh No,
1: I'm totally, I'm totally here for it, man. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. And you know, and there have been, you know, there have been stories amongst itself just for that picture alone. Like how, one, like how like one of the world's like top bodybuilders is like, yeah, that's what I look like that's that's a bodybuilder's <laughs> body and uh again from you know again all those like facts aside how like you know that's a bodybuilder blah 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 i got, i just thought it was funny people's reactions yeah oh, you know there's
0: gonna be like like cosplays around this too you know shit i can do that <laughs> get
1: my beard out do let my hair let my hair grow long do again some red
0: get some redness there yeah get, uh, eat some
1: more cheetos <laughs> um but yeah i mean i don't know because because this is one of those like again like you said like if that's the thing, this ends with two stories. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a point where like, I'm not sure if I want the saga to die, but it's like, Mm. I felt like almost to a point, like we didn't ask for it. We didn't deserve it. But that's why it was so hyped when Mm. they showed that Kratos and God of War was going to keep going. Yeah. I think that's why the first game, other than the game, other than the game itself, but the hypeness for it was that big is like, we had a nice closure, ending to part three and then wham like fucking the new god of work the new god of work announced
0: yeah Um, yeah man i think uh in my my tinfoil hat is uh whoever's directing it now i forgot his name because i know Corey bollard was the former director um he's here to wrap up this game and they're probably going to get rid of him and bring a, a, a different team in Uh, And just redo the series And have it be like A different point in time Or something Probably
1: Um, Is God of War gonna start Being like Assassin's Creed Of just (laughs) Other eras And mythology Oh my god Take a book from Ubisoft Yeah take a Take a note from Ubisoft And like the next door Is like in the Nile (laughs) Fuck you Raw I'm gonna kill you
0: (laughs) I don't know bro Yeah we'll see Kratos just
1: walks up to Kratos just walks up to Walks up to Sobek who, for those of you who don't know, is a giant alligator, and the only reason I know that is because of the game Smite. <laughs> Anytime you hear me talk about mythology, that's like quote unquote unknown mythology is because the game Smite. Um, but like fucking Kratos walks up to Sobek. What's up, future pair of shoes? <laughs> 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 what's up? What's up, future boots? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just t- to me, it's still weird. The um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Um, you remember the guy's name of the. Uh, the guy who's the, ma- the the mastermind of Last of Us. I'm
1: trying to think. Neil Druckmann?
0: Yes. Like imagine if Neil Druckmann was just like, yeah, I'm only doing one more of these and fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that just
1: be one more reason to say fuck you, Neil Druckmann.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like they're like like Jim Ryan would obviously call him and be like, hey, so I know you're really close on this story, but this is like the highest selling, like uh, one of the highest selling IPs of the console. Let's talk about this. Yeah, this
1: is like one of the few times we want the big businessman, Jim, Jim <laughs> Ryan, to be like, hey, this made us a lot of money. Make a new one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, please. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, but I, I definitely, I don't. It, if the intent of them finishing the story is to in fact end God of War, I think they're they're out of their minds. Like yeah. st- Sony would not allow that.
1: The I will say real quick before we move on, uh that guy's name just sounds like a cool NPC name. Carl Balrock. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean he seems like a guy like, oh I gotta make a decision. He's you know, he wants me to find this thing.
1: <laughs> sounds like a name out of like a Tolkien book or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, interesting last name, definitely. Um, so if we were to cross paths back into, uh, the land of Xbox rather, well, not really the land of Xbox, we we're talking about the music, uh, industry within the gaming industry. And unfortunately, uh, this composer is getting the short end of the stick, uh, with a court hold of the composer in contempt, unfortunately. Uh, and this composer I'm referring to is the one that is, uh, from, uh, it was it destiny, Right. Or to pay Bungie almost a thousand dollars. Uh, you read that wrong. Okay, court holds Halo's composer in contempt, ordered to pay Bungie almost a hundred
1: thousand. dollars No, use it. Hundred thousand. Use it
0: a thousand. Oh. I'm like
1: you're ninety-nine. I was about things. to say <laughs> in contempt for almost for only a
0: thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, hundred thousand. Sorry, say, like, six <laughs> figures.
1: Yes, a hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's like some uh, next news. Uh, the compo the composer forgot to work on a parking ticket. <laughs> I know, right? That's the next news story. No, yeah. So the uh. previous composer for Halo, now the composer for Destiny. Has to pay a hundred hundred grand.
0: So suck. So, yeah, and I'm kind of like, what the fuck's happening? So let's let's read this article here. This is from TechSpot, and it uh, says here in quote: "In a nutshell, Bungie's former audio director for Destiny has been found in contempt of court uh, for continually using the game's assets after leaving uh, the employee of the game developer. Marty O'Donnell was caught uploading multiple music clips from Destiny to the internet in violation of the previous court order." Damn, they intended this guy. Um, (laughs) Eurogamer notes the case started in 2014 when O'Donnell tweeted that he had been fired from Bungie without reason while working on the music for Destiny. For the game's E3 trailer, Activision was replaced by O'Donnell's composition with music from another artist, and Bungie subsequently archived his music. When O'Donnell was fired, Bungie demanded the return of, in quote, all materials related to his work on the project. Music of the Spheres and Destiny. It also filed an injunction in 2015 preventing him from performing or sharing any of the work. Uh, O'Donnell returned all of his finished work, but in 2019 started uploading materials related to the music of Music of the Spheres and Destiny to YouTube and Bandcamp. Much of the material was early work on the projects and not finished product, but Bungie said all materials meant everything. Marty O'Donnell said in a tweet, uh, said here in quote, I'm saddened to say that Bundy's, Bungie's board of directors terminated me without cause on April 11, 2014. Tuning on, it says here that Dr. Uh, o- O'Donnell or Mr. O'Donnell's uh, very possession of such materials proves that he did not comply with the order to return all material to Bungie. He reads the Bungie's motion for contempt. Uh, it says here that Bunchy argued of O'Donnell's actions were flagrant violation of the injunction. The uh, Superior Court of Washington, King County agreed ruling ruled that O'Donnell intentionally disobeyed the 2015 court order. Uh, let's see. Now O'Donnell must allow a forensics team to go through his electronic devices to delete any related material. God damn! He is also ordered to take down anything that he has posted and contact any third party he is aware of who might share the material.
1: Homie better control H before they fucking show up. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, took <don't> you a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, So uh,
0: the last, uh, I'm kind of skipping here, but the last uh, paragraph says is so further ordered to pay Bungie everything. Uh, he earned from his boot uh, boot camp postings, legal fees, and the cost of forensic examination. All told, he must shell out nearly a hundred thousand. His lawyers are contesting the amount, calling it unreasonable. Even though, you know, if he won, they, he would owe a lot of money to the lawyers too. Uh, as of his writing, O'Donnell has yet to post the court ordered message. However, has removed all of his related YouTube videos, bandcamp and SoundCloud tracks. He also deleted the Twitter account, but later restored it. He is now asking his followers to buy. The Golem soundtrack to help cover the amount of legal fees. Uh, O'Donnell declined to comment on the matter, and Bungie representative referred to Eurogamer in the contempt ruling, citing the company cannot comment on ongoing litigation, and quote. Fuck.
1: So, here's my question. This guy wrote the music, he composed it. He's currently 66 years old. Hmm. Do you think this was, like, and I'm sure the court is going to ask this at some point, or we're beyond that sounds like do you think it was like malicious intent he was like fuck you i made this music i'm gonna use it or it was just an old man moment of i'm gonna put this music i made in the background of one of my videos
0: (laughs) no i i think it might have been a bit of both to be honest um I think it was a bit of both, you know, and I think this is an interesting thing, too, because I talk about the music industry a lot on the Music Buds podcast with uh, Preston and uh, Chris. Uh, Definitely um, check that out when you get the chance. Hey. But um, when it comes to the gaming industry, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these contracts are kind of more the same as far as just, you know, hey, when you sign this, we own the rights to anything that you make on a project, you know. So for this situation, unfortunately... You know, this guy was fired. Hey, deliver, you know, you have to, all the stuff that you use for this project, send it to us. And uh, you can't use anything, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, after the fact. And it sucks because uh, this is the guy who did the, he he did some of the Halo stuff, right?
1: Previous Halo composer currently still, or was with Bungie. Um, and uh, long enough to get to Destiny. He's a phenomenal fucking composer. Like his music is beautiful. I listen to the Halo song at work like probably
0: twice a week. Like that. Like to me. Like that. Literally. Without if if the music wasn't as good, I would never have played Halo. Yeah. Like to be to be completely honest, just because there's so many first-person shooters. Obviously, when it comes to Halo and how it controls. Uh, there is a, a, a specialization there from from the developers, but when it comes to the aura of the world and you know feeling the urgency of the matters within the story, the the music is absolutely a dude. The thing. Halo
1: Three fucking Warhog run, dude. Yeah, still insane. I, I still watch videos like that. It gives me chills. Yeah, great, great. If you've not played Halo Three for whatever fucking reason, <laughs> it's on Game Pass go play it and unlike fucking halo infinite it's cooperative yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) god God
0: dang it yeah please fix that uh three four three um yeah uh so it's this is sad like you said this guy's 66 um he's not swimming in money like a lot of these uh high-end epic studios guys the presidents of these studios yeah that's
1: i'm thinking like a hundred like if they're sitting up for a hundred grand how much was he paid for his work? Because for them to be like, you owe us a hundred grand. They have to be like, you have, you have that.
0: I mean, in, th- in theory, in theory, you would, you would think to a point, so to a
1: point. I mean, cause otherwise they're like just taking him. They're like, there's fucking, you're just fucking ringing him. I can't, th- yeah. I can't think of the right phrase when it comes to legal reasons, but he just like, they're fucking draining him. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that sucks too. Cause I'm like picturing, cause I mentioned how uh, I had to ch- I, I almost had the chance uh, to go to a John Williams concert, and that's just like to me, it's like it's not apples to apples, but it's like I feel like you know, if there's breaking news that like Kathleen Kennedy, who who's in charge of the to Star Wars with Disney, mm. is suing you know all of a sudden sues fucking John Williams. Oh my god! And I'm just like, what the that you know what I mean, just like yeah,
0: and he's almost ninety years old, I think, right? Yeah, he's yeah. up.
1: Yeah, he's up there. This was arguably it has to be confirmed by mentioning it uh, that this was arguably his last concert oh, wow. last, last weekend. Um, so again, just, you know, Hey, <laughs> again, that's unpicked again, him, again, him, him uploading the stuff, you know, I, I can't, I can't know if it was like malicious, like fuck you guy. <laughs> fuck you Bungie. I'm, I made this I'm using how you want versus like some old guy. Oh yeah. I use this. Let me right click here and use it as background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know I mean,
0: it's like an old guy moment. Yeah. It, it, t- yeah, it's, it's upsetting. It, to me, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's exactly what you said. As far as I don't know if this was a malicious intent or if he just didn't—he had an old man moment and didn't read
1: his contract thoroughly. You Cause, know, because the fact it's again for a hundred grand—that's like almost like personal. You know, it's like versus, hey man, yeah. you fucked up. We told you to stop. You didn't. Yeah, thirty-five grand, fifty grand. Versus like a hey, a hey O'Donnell, hundred G's, my guy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, did like? Yeah, he like pissing someone's shoes as he walked out? Like,
0: fuck. <laughs> it almost does sound like yeah, like it's a personal vendetta like, or something.
1: Yeah, there's some like yeah, there's something between Bungie and that. That's and yeah, that that's fucked up, man.
0: Like if if he if he did a GoFundMe or if he did if uh, I mean I don't know how how tech savvy is as far as like you know uh, Twitch and whatnot, but he would absolutely get donations and people would send him money because it's like, dude, you gave us. The, some of the greatest compositions in video game history, like oh yeah, oh, like yeah. whatever, I'll like, give you money. Oh,
1: top five, you know, top five songs in gaming history. It's like Halo, Skyrim. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, did, that those are Halo's one of like the fermented, like, unarguable fucking goat of a fucking gaming soundtrack.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you know, obviously like the the Mario anything Mario Brothers like Super Mario and stuff. It's like you hear that, you are like. It's like, well, some of the most like iconic music, even people that don't even play games know, know that music, yeah. you know, and Halo is, is damn near like out there. out there, similar to that when it comes to those people that are familiar with shooters. So. I
1: still remember, I think it was, I think it was a New York Jets, hmm. it was the East Coast football team. I remember he was the one that started the whole Halo, that started the meme, that started all the the, the trend of singing Halo in the in the men's bathroom
0: really yeah it was
1: yeah it was like some football player he was like a tight end or something he was a big dude Mm. and apparently the acoustics in like his gyms like or like his men's like locker room the acoustics was like perfect Mm. for him to do the the orchestral classic oh Oh, nice. and then yeah that's what started the whole like you know all of a sudden like colleges and colleges and high schools across the country men just started going to men's bathroom and singing halo (laughs) oh yeah man and, again, so, like, the more like the more I think about this, it just sucks, and, like... Yeah. Um, I wonder if, like, Bungie's, like, stock took, like, a two-point hit or some shit like that, because this is definitely bad PR for them. Yeah. They'd be like...
0: I think so. Hey, yeah, I- if anything, it's not just like, oh, I hope they get their money. Like, no, like, this is... Like, like you said, like, no one's looking at it from that perspective.
1: Yeah, you know, in terms of lawsuits, again, not apples, not apples to apples. Um, uh, not apples to apples as a tape thing moved... Oh, that's, um, it's fine. Uh, like the Apple. Speaking of apples, <laughs> like <laughs> the Epic versus Apple trial, everyone was like, "Fuck Apple! Let's Epic! Let's go!" Versus this, it's like, "Bungie, what are you doing?" Oh yeah. Oh shit. Do we want to talk about that?
0: As far as for the uh, how that panned out, the Apple Epic trial. Oh yeah. Uh, so
1: I felt like this. Yeah, I felt like this week because like phone by yeah,
0: so folks, as you know, uh, when it comes to uh, the Apple Epic trial, uh, we've been following this for quite a bit now. It's over. Uh, it is over. Uh, there has been an official verdict, and I know uh, the judge Gonzalez. Um, good job, judge. Yeah, good job, judge. Definitely, uh, I think she. I think. I think it was definitely um, a fair, a fair verdict. If anything uh and let me read a little bit of this here so it says here uh from the verge pulling this here so here in quote on friday the california judge ruled that on the influential uh, epic versus apple trial both sides lost (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it says here that judge yvonne gonzalez rogers concluded that apple wasn't unfairly monopolizing uh the mobile app space with the ios uh or its in-app purchasing system and she ordered Epic to pay damages for violating its developer agreement with Fortnite, which we predicted was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, she ordered Apple to remove all of its anti-steering rules, policies, banning developers, telling others about alternatives to Apple's in-game purchasing system. For readers outside those two companies, though, Judge uh, Gonzalez Rogers' opinion has a lot to offer. Uh, Rogers clearly considers much of Apple's... Uh, Epic and Apple's behavior silly, and uh, many of both companies argue arguments bad. Uh, but she seriously examines all these arguments and lays out a blueprint for further legal arguments about mobile platforms, app monopolies, and modern antitrust law. Um, let's see.
1: There's a lot of. I called it. This wasn't be a precedent case. Yeah. I mean, how could it not be? I mean. Like it was like only me said that, Um, Uh,
0: haha. Oh no worries. So uh, I'm just trying to figure where to continue. So let me read this, and then I want to read this quote that I wanted. I want on a T-shirt. But it says here Apple doesn't have a monopoly in mobile gaming yet. So it says here, despite uh, Apple's considerable power and profit margins, these factors alone do not allow antitrust conduct. Success is not illegal, which is the quote I want to have on my t-shirt. Uh, Gonzalez Rogers concludes, while Epic argued that iMessage and other uh, factors deliberately lock users into iOS, Gonzalez Rogers wasn't convinced by this line of reasoning. The ruling leaves the door open for future antitrust complaints. The evidence does not suggest that Apple is near uh, a precipice uh, of substantial market power, monopoly power with its considerable market share. Uh, Gonzales Rogers writes that Apple is only saved by the fact that its share is not higher and that competitors from uh, related sub markets are making inroads into the mobile gaming sub-market and perhaps because uh, uh, Epic did not focus on this topic. Uh, for now, though, this judgment undercut uh, Epic's allegation that Apple maintained a monopoly or unlawfully restrained trade under the Sherman Act, uh, helping take down four of its claims against Apple. Uh, the ruling says that by this extension, it means the app that Apple didn't violate California's Cartwright Act, taking down two or more of the claims. Uh, a seventh claim said that iOS uh, was an essential facility that Apple had unfairly denied access to, but Epic didn't seriously argue this claim, and for mobile app developers. Gonzales Rogers says web apps and other digital platforms provide a reasonable, if not ideal distribution alternative. So uh, I'm going to end quote there. just because there's a lot in play on here when it comes to this. But when it comes to uh, when it comes to the main meat and potatoes of this, uh, Epic had a contract with Apple. Uh, Epic said, fuck you. And they, they didn't provide that 30%. And now they owe like uh I wanna say the I'm sorry. I wanna say the money that they owe for the damages,
1: it's not that much. So yeah, the Comparatively, opening. I mean
0: like seven million, I think. I'm not sure, but
1: yeah, which is chump change uh, to them. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like what my ass with Um
1: that. <laughs> So the open the opening line that said both lost I mean I'd argue is entirely true. You could definitely say that Apple lost harder, which is good. Yeah. Um Again, this is again this this court case with a dangerous precedent, with a dangerous precedent because um, of like the monopoly, especially all of, of all the app stores. Fucking Apple. Yeah. I still say it. Fuck Apple. <laughs> um, for more reasons than one. And just to let you know, just let you know, for those of you Apple, they're like Apple users, how much this meant to Apple. Of all their app store revenue, seventy percent is mobile gaming. Yeah. So again, this was a big precedent for Apple, and they lost. Good, mm. rightfully so. Yeah. Um, pretty much what it was is yes. Epic broke their contract, it did their own thing, but it's because Apple's contract was so shitty, borderline monopoly antitrust, which it is. Um, now it's finally out there because we're talking. We're talking about like again, like how is this multi-billion-dollar industry? There's so much like no laws, no regulations, no definitions. Remember that shit show? I think it was the third day. Remember that shit show? And they were just talking about the random shit, like is an Xbox, a PC, like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, <laughs> like why the, f- again, that, that, was the third day that I think it was the third day of the trial, um, where I was like comparing fucking the trial to fucking Google CEO and Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook CEO and founder um going to you know going to washington going to capitol hill and explaining shit and like half the fucking questions were just old people fucking it support of <laughs> oh, i have an iphone and when i order uber eats and knows where i live that's invasion of privacy like <laughs> shut the fuck up god it's such a fucking embarrassment seriously if you guys watch like want to watch comedy that hurts because these are the people that run it's, our fucking country it's pretty bad go watch the zuckerberg when Zuckerberg goes to Capitol Hill, and when the Google guy goes to Capitol, because at some at some point, it just divulges into just divulges into you know, stupid fucking yeah. shit. Yeah,
0: like if he if he had a if 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 all those senators and all those people in there, if they were like the ages of like. 18 to 25. You probably would have been sweating a lot more because they, you know, they obviously are familiar with the technology.
1: Dude, they're, um, again, they're just like mm, give me- when I send a picture to my daughter, my phone <laughs> knows my my phone now knows my daughter's number. <laughs> Man, like sh- God. That, um, yeah. But I but I will say I, I will say what I will say with this. I'm glad that Apple. I'm glad Apple fucking lost and you you know they're and now they're saying so now the big I think the biggest thing from this court thing is now that Apple is now required. To not lock um, out advertising, other venues of where you can buy shit. Like a yeah. uh, case in point that work. Remember that uh, it was like a workout app. Remember that guy. That, oh yeah, that he guy got, he got fucked over with retaliate. some back, some backdoor retaliation, shit. some backdoor shit. Yeah. So for those of you who don't talk about, there was a guy that had a health app that took that took the stand against Apple, rightfully so, because he said that. He, so other than the app, you know, this guy has his own has his own website, and because there's merchandise on his website, Apple would never let him advertise his own website. So as far mm. as Apple users are concerned, this guy's this guy's business is a hundred percent in the App Store. When that's not true, like you couldn't even like that's crazy. Like again, imagine you you have you know you have your own website for stuff. And you have an app for it, and then Apple's like, "No, your website. According to us, your website does not fucking exist." Like, right. Jesus. And I remember, and I remember all of a sudden, suddenly, um, his app stopped. Remember, his app stopped working for thirty days for unknown reasons. The day after he takes the fucking stand, <laughs> some crazy shit. Yeah. So, so I think the,
0: the the kind of like the lingering question marks when it comes to a legal entity of. This particular case this is a huge fucking case and the things that are lingering uh and unfortunately epic couldn't really couldn't really um prove as far as for apple being a monopoly um amongst this and then the biggest thing to me the biggest thing is that you have these gaming makes you know Billions, if not trillions of dollars, right? Yeah. And when it comes to these legal proceedings, when it comes to antitrust and whatnot, antitrust in general is something that has been in the legal system, but when it comes to the definitions of these consoles, what they do, that is very much a question mark in their legal definitions, you know? So even though they say like, okay, like, well, what is the, what is the actual legal definition of this device and how is it deferred to this? And the reason why that's important is because if a company is using this device to monetize and you have an Apple Epic situation or a Microsoft, uh, Apple situation of someone thinks that someone fucks something else over, these definitions need to be identified in how they monetarily make money. So we don't have a situation like this where one company can just, End up in fact being a monopoly, you know what I mean? So, I feel like this is such an important case because it's kind of the first of its
1: kind, yeah. So, uh, in terms of like tech, again, correct in terms of tech and like lawsuits and litigation, just over litigation like definitions, again, this was like um, this was a first major one, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, we have this, you know, we both see the same article, yeah, and like that was the party had knocked over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the like, again, the things that just angers me and shows like how much you know, like the law is so far behind yeah. on this tech one of the questions is legally is legally we still don't know what a game is yet because it hasn't been legally defined yeah and it's like how is this form of entertainment that has existed for going on now nearly 50 fucking years yeah we still don't have fucking legal shit on it yeah like other, other than like rights but like <laughs> other than you know who owns what Right in terms of copyrights, like yeah. but beyond like beyond copyrights, beyond trademarks, there's really not a lot of major legal foundations for this industry
0: and and then also too, you have you don't have people to represent it appropriately as well because if they're not defining it, you know the same way that they have criminal lawyers that they have education lawyers, things yeah. like that there needs to be ones for games as well that 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 so it seems like there's a whole there's a whole legality around the gaming industry that needs to be figured out, and there needs to be people that are representing it, not those, you know, those folks that are like, "What does this do to my Uber Eats kids?" Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like,
1: how can you represent me? It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Your Honor, this isn't I. Uh, you're not supposed to do it on your iPhone. I'm sorry, Your Honor, this isn't a phone. This is this is an iPod. This is an iPod that plays music and lets me make calls. <laughs> you know what I mean? it's yeah. like, that's not a PC. That's a typewriter from the future. <laughs> um, again, again, one of those, you know, they'd argue for like three hours of what's, what is an Xbox? And we're just yeah. like, what do you? Mean f-? Like, <laughs> like what dinosaur fuck is like, what is this? <laughs> Big and day the roads were full of horses. Like, <laughs> like fuck, dude. Like, this is a billion-dollar company. These are billion-dollar companies. And you have to put these fucking trials on hold her fucking Microsoft paperclip. Hi, I hear you don't know what electricity is? You fuck, like... Right, <laughs> right. Sorry, just, again, there's like billions of dollars in the entire industry at stake. And it's like, what, yeah. what's the next box? <laughs> <laughs> what's a video game? Is it is is like the TV? yeah
0: and like we said before too man like even though epic lost as well but like you said that you know they make 300 million a month on fortnite alone so
1: alone yeah we'll they pay yeah. a little
0: fine and, and go about their day
1: yeah so, so you yeah, know, i'm sure tim sweeney the tim cook is like oh seven million cool let me just fart that out real
0: quick <laughs> it's like i'm the better tim here
1: <laughs> yeah the yeah so again with apple so again so the i think the again the biggest result of this case is one uh, a precedent was not set in the wrong direction. That's good. Mm-hmm. And two, via court order, Apple has to release its fucking grip on um, revenue sources. Yeah, which is, is great. Again, you know, which is good. It's and like di- and Tim Cook wanted to lie and be like, "Oh, it's a security reason." He's like, no, it's not. Shut the fuck. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, and then and then he remember and remember also he went on that fucking rant how the world's better because Apple exists. We're like. Fuck you, dude Yeah, like, my, that's ridiculous It's like, the world's better because Apple, Apple exists Like, no
0: <laughs> It's like, oh, well, that line of cocaine really worked out for I you know, I know, man <laughs> in, nothing that, get, nothing, in that speech
1: <laughs> Nothing gets your confident going in lingering cocaine from the 80s
0: <laughs> Like
1: Like, hey, oh, hey Apple you, Oh, it, the world's better because you exist Oh, that means your devices are super easy to repair, right? Exactly <laughs> See you in court next month on that, you dumb fucks <laughs>
0: Oh man! Well, I think that's a good way to end here. we were about over an hour. Uh, again, fiftieth episode here. Not too many uh, news stories, but some prom- a couple prominent ones here. I'm glad we remembered the Epic Apple one. Epic Apple one,
1: but yeah, we yeah. yeah I don't know. I think we both had like a pretty pretty busy week, so like some days yeah. we just went under a mental radar of like stuff. Yep. Yeah, definitely. You know, anything for me, anything anything that happened before Sunday is like I don't remember it. <laughs> I just remember one my first football game fucking half lose my voice and being like oh yeah games <laughs> <laughs> but hey man anytime i get a shit on apple and tim cook i'll fucking take it
0: there you go well that's gonna wrap it up here for the games for life podcast each and every saturday discussing all things games i'm one of your hosts Jerelle, with my co-host arthur thomas
1: that's me happy 50
0: happy 50 <laughs> cheers uh we will see you guys next week Bye. bye